Welcome to Sage Up, a podcast about anything and everything that involves all of us on some level to better ourselves, our community, our society, humanity as a whole, by making the most impeccable choices as decent human beings. Higher vibrations and scientific data work together to make this podcast happen. I'm your host, Elle. We have a lot to talk about, so get comfy and enjoy this journey with me. Last night, I was doing some reflecting on these shootings that we've had recently in the United States and uh, just kind of dissecting it all. And then I did some research and found out there were more shootings than I had originally, that I was originally aware of. Um, So uh, there were seven shootings in seven days in the United States. So within this past week, seven shootings. And to give a little context for those who may not be um, in the loop of this, there was Detroit, Michigan, Atlanta, Georgia, Stockton, California, Gresham, Oregon, Houston, Texas, and Dallas, Texas, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Cleveland, Ohio, and Boulder, Colorado, all within a seven-day span. Now, it all started with the Atlanta, Georgia where a gunman went and went into several massage spas and shot and killed people. And they happened to be of Asian descent. And so all of these other shootings, while I haven't had a whole lot of time to do really deep research and digging to understand a little bit more context of each of these, I am aware that you know, one was at a grocery store. That was the last one that I had heard of in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, we had one at a nightclub. Uh, we had one at a vigil. Uh, we had, um, you know, there's some other context that we don't have for some of these, but they don't have full context yet with these stories yet. They all happen in a seven day span, but the overall premise to an assumption of these shootings, especially spurring from the first one in Atlanta, Georgia, um, was uh, based on Asian hate. And I'm gathering, I'm putting the pieces together because I'm not on social media, so I don't involve myself in the conversations on there, um, that this is stemming from the fact that COVID was labeled by some as the China virus and that China was to blame for the outbreak of the virus um, and it's spreading. And so there, there is a lot of animosity and there is a lot of assumption uh, based on, you know, the, you know, saying that the pandemic, that COVID was created in a lab in China, which is not true. And, um, and then of course there's the assumption of, uh, all of these incidents or, you know, uh, similar incidents, uh, being that of, uh, Asian hate. And so assumptions are very, very, very dangerous. And this is where we need to take caution when we receive, uh, these messages. And when we receive, Uh, the news in the media about these happening, 
we tend to react. We tend to be very reactive. And that, again, is very dangerous because when we're reactive, um, it, it brings in assumptions. So I'd like to talk about that a little further, but uh, you, we've been faced with a lot of problems as of recent. I mean, just in the year alone, this past year alone, we've had the pandemic, political strife. Uh, we see, it seems like we've seen a, a rise in racism. I don't want to say it has been a rise of racism, but we're being exposed to a rise of racism. But we have seen more white supremacy groups uh, being exposed. Uh, Black Lives Matter uh, has gained more momentum uh, based on the killing of uh, black individuals under the, the hands of policemen. And then now we have Asian hate. And where this reaction and assumption comes into play is because we're talking about problems. And it seems like if it's not one problem, it's another that we are faced with in a society. So let's focus on the concept of problems. Problems are man-made. The concept of problems is man-made. The only species that has problems is the human species. Nature doesn't have problems. You don't see nature throwing a fit over natural disasters or climate change or endangered species. Now, I'm not saying that we're throwing a fit, but I'm just saying you don't see nature saying we have a problem here and we need to fix it. Uh, we don't have nature looking at natural disasters going, that was a disaster. That is what we call it. Natural disasters are natural occurrences uh, on our planet to bring change, to bring renewal. It's a cycle. It's a part of the natural cycle, life, death, change. And so, of course, nature just goes through its process. Obviously, it's not complaining. It's not resisting. It just flows. It goes through its flow. We label these things as problems. So again, we have endangered species. We have natural disasters. We have climate change, global warming, all of which pretty much we are contributing to. So we are creating the problems. We are creating the problem of endangered species. We are creating the problem of global warming and climate change. And we are contributing to the problem of the accelerated amount, the frequency and the severity of natural disasters. So again, problems are man-made and the concept of problems is man-made. So what I like to do again is do more reflection when it comes to these things that do bring out some sort of a reaction in us. It's, it's We do want to be reactive of this. We do want to be angry. We want to be frustrated and, and you know, voice our frustration and anger about this. So it's very important that we are doing some reflection that we are doing some research and ask questions first so that we aren't jumping to conclusions about said scenario or incident. We need to look into it deeper and also step back and look at the bigger picture. So one 
example I'd like to give you is ranked choice voting. I have talked about this in previous episodes. I'm going to continue talking about it. Ranked choice voting is not a new concept, but the U.S. is way behind in this concept, in this method for for, uh, voting, for uh, revamping our voting system. But it is going to help solve so many of the issues that we currently see, one of which is working to get money out of politics, which has an influence on the solutions that we're wanting. And it is holding us back from solutions, from getting us to those solutions. And I want to talk a little bit about what we can do about these hate crimes and and gun violence and and racism. I want to talk a little bit about not necessarily saying, hey, here's a solution, but what we can do about it. But we can be angry. We can be frustrated. But to put blame on a small portion isn't going to do anything. This is where we are going wrong here. There are things that we can kind of change our perspective and change our course in order to bring more resolve. Remember, people won't change unless they want to. So if we want to stand here or sit here or walk, march, throw our fists in the air, which is all good because it gets attention. It brings awareness. It lets people know that we are angry, that we are upset. However, this is, we need a better way to channel this. We need to find a way to stop pointing fingers, stop putting the blame on people. Because again, the more we do that, the more we're going to have resistance and the more drug out we are going to see these issues not getting resolved. That's why we need to dig deeper. We need to understand the long road ahead of us, the work that's ahead of us, and actually understand that there are deeper issues, deeper wounds that are feeding into these surface issues. So, for example, racism isn't the root issue. Here's one of the root issues, education, the education system for our children, the way it has been constructed and taught over the decades is what is causing racism to continue. So not only do we as, you know, parents, and I say we as parents, my kid is 21, but I'm just saying we as parents need to find a better way to educate our children And we also need to be looking at a better education system for our children. And guess what? It's not going to happen overnight. And guess what? We're going to have resistance. And a lot of that resistance is going to come in that realm of money being involved in politics. So there are so many facets. There's so many wires connected to one set issue, such as racism. We have to dig deeper. We have to look at the bigger picture. We have to look at what is feeding into this issue that's right in front of us. So instead of having uh, just this one, you know, focus on this one issue, we have to expand our peripherals and look at all the different directions. Look at everything that's feeding into this. So education is a huge piece. I just did a segment. I just did an episode on education. 
So I highly recommend listening to that because education can really help change and solve a lot of these issues that we see going on from social to political to environmental education. But it's going to take a long time. It's going to take hard work and it's going to take all of us. And I, I'm pretty sure that there's nobody out there that would disagree that our education could use some reform. How it's reformed is probably where we're going to get tangled up in. But we can do it because we also have to remember that, guess what? We are all human. We are all into this together. We are all a part of the same DNA. We are all made from the same DNA. We are all made up of the same energy. We're all in this together, guys, whether we like it or not. So this blame, this pushing, this resistance is actually pushing and resisting against ourselves. So we need to do some more reflecting. And we need to do more self-reflection in order to bring the change that we want. And we all have that self-reflection to do. So there's a lot of work we can do that we need to do. And something to keep in mind too is that we can't sit here and say, well, I'm not part of the problem. But remember this, blaming and complaining is part of the problem. Complacency is part of the problem. Ignorance is part of the problem. So it's not just the people who are doing the problem, who are making the problem, It's not the people who are supporting the problem, but it's those that are just blaming and complaining. Those who are complacent, turn a blind eye. And those people are just, you know, living out of ignorance. And a lot of it has to do with the lack of proper education. Another piece, just as an example, when it comes to racism, Asian hate, whatnot, um, Education, again, that's where we need to be channeling this. Um, Gun reform isn't a solution. I'm not saying it's a bad step. There are some things that we can do better when it comes to the sales of guns and distribution of guns. Um, But I'm all for supporting and protecting the Second Amendment. Everybody has the right to bear arms. But we also, I want to be able to protect everybody. I want to protect myself. I want to protect, um, you know, those who are more more vulnerable and those, of course, who can't um, or are unable to obtain a weapon to defend themselves. So we have, I see where the battle is. I see where that struggle is with the ethical part of, of the Second Amendment. I get that. This is why we are headbutting. So we shouldn't sit here and say, I'm right and you're wrong. It's a matter of understanding, you know what? Here's our problem. Everybody does have the right to bear arms. Absolutely. We should not take guns away. That's not what is trying to happen anyways. But what is the solution? It's not about taking guns away. It's not about uh, 
trying to avoid having it get into the wrong hands. Because guess what? The more regulations we put on something, it's still going to get into the wrong hands and it can actually make matters worse. So what can we do about this? Well, again, education. First, we need to be educating people on guns. If we actually taught our children what a gun is, how to hold it, how to use it, what it's for, what it's not for, guess what? They're going to be less curious and less tempted to pick it up to go and kill somebody. The other piece, when it comes to mass shootings, when shootings, violence, hate, another piece is mental health. The United States is horrible at handling mental health. That is another pandemic in its own. And so we need to be, um, we need to be figuring that out. We can't look at these shooters and you have to understand where I'm coming from here, Uh, especially coming from, uh, you know, studying psychologies. We cannot look at these shooters and say, they're so evil. They need to be thrown in jail. They're such a bad person. Most of these shooters have some really backwards wiring going on in their brains. They need mental health help. There is something going on in their personal life, whether it be that they have heard that this is the China virus and it's the, it's China's fault and so they're out to go seek revenge or it's something completely different. There's still something mental health wise that is affecting them and they don't have the education, they don't have the resources, they don't have the accessibility, there is a stigma of, you know, mental health issues. All of these things are missing from our society. So we need to be putting our focus and energy into helping those in need of mental health care and treating them like human beings who just have a lot of struggles going on in their head. Does that make them forgivable? No, no. But they are people first. They are humans first and they need help. They need help. And we need for those other people out there who are struggling, who need help to have it be more accessible and more affordable. And we need to not create such a stigma around mental health. So education and mental health, honestly, are the two places that we really need to be channeling our efforts. And guess what? They're not going to be quick fixes. We can't slap band-aids on. Yeah, we do need to try to figure out something that's going to help us in the short term. But if we just focus on the short term, we are going to completely forget about the long term. And we're going to see repetitiveness of these same issues. And that's something I wanted to address too, is I don't like using the word problem because to me, problem seems so isolated and problem almost seems like it's, it's kind of like a a pass off. You just want to pass off the problem and have somebody fix it. Whereas an issue is bigger, it's broader. Um, You can also use the word matter and it can be more inclusive and say, Hey, we have an issue instead of you have a problem we have an issue and we need to work on it together to resolve it. How can we do that? 
Yeah, there's going to be compromise, but we don't need to sacrifice anything and we don't need to be at each other's throats to bring change, to bring resolve to these issues. So I highly recommend listening to some of my previous episodes that kind of overlap with what I'm talking about today. But we need to remind ourselves that we cannot sit here. None of us can sit here and say that we are not a part of the problem because we are all a part of this society. We are all a part of humanity. We all, in a way, have fed into the perpetual motion of these issues to continue or to pick up. So we have media. We have social media. Again, lack of education um, and um, and the mental health. We have so much. We have so much that we can't just look at something and say, here's a solution. It doesn't work that way. So let's take a step back. First, let's self-reflect. Let's really start to think about how we feel about things. Ask ourselves questions. And if we have questions, we need to ask questions to get answers. And look at the big picture. Look in our peripherals. See what else is going on that could be contributing into these issues. The deeper wounds, the deeper issues that are feeding into this. And how can we bring resolve? One is taking that stance and contacting your legislators about these things and understand that we can't just say, hey, you need to do something about Asian hate. Hey, you need to do something about racism. Hey, you need to do something about police profiling. No, it's more of, hey, we need to do something about our education system so these things don't continue to happen. We need to do something about our mental health system so that we don't see these things continue to happen. Using the word we instead of you and me or us versus them is very important. But reaching out to our legislators and letting them know that you care and letting them know that you see the big picture and that you see the bigger, broader issues, they're bound to listen more and understand, wow, okay, there are layers to this and this person understands and they want me to look into it and and advocate for them that they care. So that is one thing that we can all do, all do, is to contact our legislators in each of our states because it does have a ripple effect upward. Remember that. And ranked choice voting, look into it. It is gaining momentum like you wouldn't believe in our country. Check it out. It is something that is going to be beneficial. But let's find a way to channel our energy when it comes to these issues. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you again for tuning in. I just wanted to take a brief moment to send my thoughts and prayers and my condolences to those lives lost and to all of those who have been affected in the shootings in the past seven days, as well as anything related to racism and discrimination. You're being heard. You are loved. And even though I can't fully understand, I stand with you. Thank you.